welcome to a very special edition of Red Sea Roundup. Right now we're outside, outdoors of the facility because it's a special day for the groundbreaking for the new church. And joining me right now here at the mic is also Thaddeus. Good morning, Thaddeus. Good morning, Pam. How are you doing this morning? I'm great. I'm really excited about what a great day this is. We've looked forward to this for quite some time. Yeah, we have. And this was a great opportunity for Red Sea Catholic Radio, uh, made possible by all of our listeners and our donors who support us, make it possible to we have this great remote broadcast equipment, unlike usual. Uh, we're not very far from our studios, but we are on a remote location, so to speak. Fine. We're out in the parking lot at St. Mary's Catholic Center in College Station. And we think it's important to bring this event to our listeners, even in Waco and Palestine, because they benefit from vocations uh, that come out of this, this place here in College Station. So we want them to hear about it, too. Many, many vocations. Howdy, everybody. This is Dennis Marco. We're very excited to be here. Uh, and Pam, why don't we start off with the St. Joseph Prayer, yes. as we do each time this year in the year of St. Joseph. Here we go. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. O oh, blessed Joseph, faithful guardian of my Redeemer, Jesus Christ, protector of your chaste spouse, the Virgin Mother of God, I choose you this day to be my special patron and advocate, and I firmly resolve to honor you all the days of my life. Therefore, I humbly call on you to receive me as your adopted child, to instruct me in every doubt, to comfort me in every affliction, to obtain for me all the knowledge and love of the sacred heart of Jesus, and finally, to defend and protect me at the hour of my death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Wow, Amen. what a great way to, to start off the show. And this talking of vocations, you know, that St. Mary's has just been a rock star in the state of Texas to have vocations spring from. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. who else but St. Joseph to pray for us during this time? Exactly. And I think an example of uh, the number of vocations that comes out of St. Mary's was on display in the Mass because I believe there were nine concelebrants, nine priests concelebrants. Nine. Yeah, How that daily mass. And Many of them Aggie priests. Eight seminarians as well. Mm -hmm. oh, and, uh, wow. you know, speaking of vocations, uh, I'm a vocations from St. Mary's. Uh, you know, my wife That's and I right. met here uh, 20, 30 years ago, 30 years ago. So, yeah. So, so, this has a special place in your heart, doesn't it? It does. It does. We met on the Aggie Awakening, as a matter of fact. Mm. How many times here. do we hear that? Met my spouse on Aggie Awakening. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's a thing, man. It's a thing. Yep. Don't drink the Somerville water, yeah. we're told. So that's where it was at, at that time. So, yeah, it's it's a wonderful place uh, out here at St. Mary's. We're very thrilled to be here for the groundbreaking of the brand new church. I imagine that will uh, take place here very soon. Uh, the groundbreaking will happen today, but the actual breaking of the asphalt to put the church down will will happen within this next year it's so exciting so yeah let's set the scene for you a little bit folks we're in the the parking lot at saint mary's catholic center uh over on the, the south side of the parking lot and there is a large 30 by 60 tent uh we're kind of off to the side of it we're under a nice little maroon pop-up tent provided by saint mary's and uh, we're doing the house sound today for the event so that's kind of neat um as well set up with an acacia wood custom-made podium um, and there's chairs arrayed around in a semicircle in front of that that stage and then in between the chairs and the stage 
is a nice line of dirt that's about uh, 15, 20, 15 to 20 feet, yeah. 20 feet long. And that's where the that's where the action is going to happen with the shovels. And then also there's a there's a cross that's behind the podium back about uh, maybe 30 yards. Uh, and that's the marking spot of where the altar will be in the new church. And then beyond that, maybe about five yards, is a in- very large semi-rig uh, gooseneck trailer with a huge scraper on top of it. It's a yeah. scraper, huh? It's a great grade control tractor, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dennis said grade control tractor because he read that off the side of the well, tractor. Well, of course. Folks. I have to act like I know what I'm doing. so hey i I have a request from one of our listeners that they want to know who the celebrants were at the mass because many of us that are alumni may know some of the uh, celebrants that have come back for this celebration i think we have a list of it right here in our packet and i know uh one of the ones that uh Oh, it's on. Let me get back to you on that one, everybody. I can tell I you that the, an we email. can tell you that the celebrant of the mass, the main celebrant of the mass, was His Excellency Bishop Joseph Vasquez Bishop of the Diocese of Austin. Right. Father Augustine Arruado was here. Oh yay! Um, the uh, one, Father Will Stratton, Father Chris Smith, Father Father Leon Strider of of uh, my years he uh, yeah. actually married Darby and I so Did I'm he looking really? forward to oh, yeah. uh, Father Barry Cuba's here Father pa- Paul Michael Piega Father Yay. Barry Father pa- Paul Michael Father Ryan Higdon mm-hmm. Father Albert Laferre was here Yes huh? good Father Andrew Den mm-hmm. Monsignor John McCaffrey Father Celso Yu mm-hmm. I mentioned Father Augustine Ariwaldo he's he's now uh, over the St. Peter's yep. ministry there in Waco the student center Father Brian Phillips, Father Henry Finch, and Father Will Rooney. Those are all three very new Aggie vocations um, to the priehood. Father Chris, an Aggie priest as well. For the Diocese of Austin, we have uh, seminarians Michael Rhodes, Michael Torregosa, Chris Haberberger, Cameron Kolajiznak. Jizik, let's yes, just say. Okay. Just, just chop up those names. Right, just, well, that say it with confidence. That one's got a weird G in there. So <laughs> Wyatt Parlow, Brian McNaughton, and then yeah. from Diocese of Dallas, yeah. Michael Ingram and Ben Crocker. And so we're getting we've got, word that they're about to uh, process, Dennis. Yeah. So uh, session from the church is going to go down uh, Nagel Street and uh, cross over Church Street and... Um, or vice versa, go down Church Street and cross over Nagel Street. So you'll be hearing some chanting mm-hmm. from uh, Mike, the uh, Mike Masichek, the music director, the music director here, and uh, you're going to hear a lot of proceeds going on. So we've got a, a interview coming over, possibly from the architect mm-hmm. of of, mm-hmm. of the uh, the new church, and he's with the diocese. So you hear the nice St. Mary's bells in the background, and we're going to. Uh, Give the mic over to uh, Michael Rea here in just a little bit. He's on his way over. But uh, cool. this is very exciting, very exciting day because St. Mary's has a lot of special place in, in so many of our hearts. You know, one of my favorite memories is the George Weigel article that was written about the Aggie Catholic Center here and producing more vocations than any other, um, even non or definitely non-Catholic universities, but Catholic universities. Well, hello, welcome. Friend of the station, sharp dress man, yeah. Michael Rea here with us, architect on this project. Michael, thank you for joining us this morning. Thanks, Dennis. Great to be with you guys. So, so uh, can you give us a little bit of inside uh, story on the mass, how it proceeded? We weren't over there. 
beautiful liturgy uh, all about, uh, no surprise, the Virgin Mary. Yay. So asking for her intercession for Perfect. Uh, this beautiful uh, event and for uh, her protection and guidance throughout the remainder of the project. We have many months to go. Um, <laughs> Bishop's uh, beautiful homily was all about that patience and the uh, period of the church of waiting, uh, joyful anticipation of waiting between Easter and Pentecost, of waiting for the promise of the coming of the Holy mm. Spirit, much like we're in that waiting period now where we're breaking ground, we're moving into a new phase, but the church is not going to be completed for some months. So we have this joyful anticipation and this trust in Mary's intercession and in the work, the quiet work of the Holy Spirit behind That's the scenes. That's a perfect image. Wow. So, That's Michael, I had a real pleasure of interviewing you. Gosh, it's been, what, a year and a half, maybe two Definitely years ago? Definitely before the pandemic. Yes, before. And I was so fascinated. I didn't know that your line of work actually existed. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got into the sacred architecture in that park? That, to me, was just utterly fascinating. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's. Uh, we didn't necessarily know it existed before God called us to it either. Um, it really has been a, a joyful opportunity um, to discern our vocation and where God is calling us and to um, sort of grow into the roles that he's entrusted to us. I think there are a lot of, a lot of different roles, many uh, parts, one body. Um, the, the role that we play is uh, as liturgical designers and liturgical consultants. Um, so we actually partner with architects uh, on new projects like this. We can also work um, independently on smaller projects, beautifications, where we lead teams of artisans and vendors and things like that. It's just a very specialty uh, sort of craft and trade. And so we try to spend a lot of our time doing formation, reading documents, reading literature and things like that, and um, getting to know the vendors and craftsmen that are out there doing this work. Um, and we're able to focus a little bit more wholly on that, being freed up from some of the technical things that um, the architects have to do on a day-to-day -day basis. So it's a really collaborative uh, process. Wow, that's beautiful. Hey, Michael, we're going to get you one more question in here before the, the ceremony starts. And I'm going to ask Bishop Joe about this, and I want to keep coming back to it today. But why, as Catholics, is the church building so important to us? We have a different understanding of the role that the building plays than our separated brethren have. Absolutely. Well, we'll hear it uh, in some of the prayers here, and you'll also hear it... Uh, as soon as the church building is complete and we dedicate it, it's the, the rite of dedication is saturated with this imagery. It basically is the same principle as a sacrament. A sacrament is a visible sign of an invisible truth. Right. Wow. And we believe that the church building is a visible sign of the invisible truth of the church, capital C, church, which is the body of Christ. So it's uh, true that we are the body of Christ, that we are the church. It is also true that the church building is the church because it stands as a sign. And that's actually the first thing that is said in the rite. I believe it's section number one. The sections are numbered in the rite if you look at the book that the bishop uses for that ritual. And it talks about that. And he'll pray throughout uh, that rite that may we be made uh, like the church, be made perfect. We're cut and carved into these perfect stones and assembled according to this logic and this hierarchy. And that God forms and fashions us into his perfect body, his, his temple that he can dwell within. And, and another aspect, too, is, is um, that's a, that's, once that church is dedicated, that is a sacred space, whether there are people inside of it or not, which is a, also a, a different understanding of that, of that physical space, yes? That's right. There's a profound implication from two events in the scriptures and the life of Christ. The incarnation, God coming to indwell his creation, i.e. stuff can bear holiness. And then the second is the transfiguration, 
that stuff by bearing uh, divinity is made holy itself. So because we possess holiness, we therefore are also made holy. So we are meant to be God bearers. And Mary is the first one who does that. Mary is the first tabernacle possesses within her mm -hmm. um, the, the presence of Christ. And we become little tabernacles as Christians who receive uh, Holy Communion um, in the Eucharist. So uh, the same is true with the church building. The church building is holy because it possesses holiness. It's consecrated. It's set apart for sacred use. It's set apart for worship mm -hmm. of God to possess and contain God's presence and therefore is transformed by it. Marvelous. We're speaking with Michael Rea, who was one of the ar architects on this project. Liturgical designer. Liturgical <laughs> designer. Sorry, I always That's make that right. mistake, man. We do have a um, great partner in BRW Architects right here, homegrown in College Station, uh, yes. less than a mile down the street from St. Mary's. Yes, awesome. and he was kind enough to give us some time this morning, and so I think we'll let you go join um, the, your friends and associates in, in the crowd as we get ready for this ceremony, okay? Thank you both. It's been Great. an honor. Pray for us. We, we will. will. Thank God you bless. so Pray much. For us. Bye, Michael. And all the background you know, noise. Mike, Michael, he, he's the, isn't he the actual builder of this? He's <laughs> the one that's got the, the shovel. He's going to be the one <laughs> laying the foundation, right? Say hello to that brother of yours, too. <laughs> yeah. If you hear a lot of noise in the background, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that really is the, the crowd gathering after Mass. You can hear them um, all gathering, and we're waiting um, for the bishop to arrive. So There's if you a hear real the background noise, sense that's of an is. anticipation yeah. and excitement, just like uh, Michael talked about. We're, that's really, really fascinating how that lined up with uh, the Easter season and the coming of Pentecost, that anticipation. And we're going to be in a sense of anticipation, a state of anticipation for, for a while, for a while. Yeah. But this is the beginning. This is the beginning of it all, isn't it, Pam? It is. So do they have an idea? Was it a year, two years in the construction process? I think they're hoping for... I think that that's pretty accurate, I would be, one to two years. Yeah, I would not want to say on the air. <laughs> I would not yeah. want to get any sense of official... Uh, sanction. Let's let's do this again for our listeners who maybe just are tuning in, just joining us. So you're listening to Red Sea Roundup. It's a very special episode. Pam Marvin is hosting. Thaddeus Romanski is your uh, general manager, uh, wingman for for Pam. And where are we, Pam? What, what are we doing? We are going to be interviewing the bishop at some point today, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. we'll be listening to live the ceremony of the dedication of this space. So. You can tell a little bit more about that, Thaddeus, about how the bishop will come out, and uh, we expect him to bless this area, mm -hmm. even though currently it's a parking lot. You know, deep down below is the um, earth. Mm -hmm. It will will have the new structure. Yes. Yeah, so we're actually gathered for an official rite of the church. This is called the rite of the blessing of the commencement of work. Blessed they who dwell in your house, forever singing your praises. Blessed the people whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on pilgrim ways. My soul is longing for the courts of the Lord. Hallelujah. May he 
eternal peace from the eternal God be with those gathered here. May abiding peace, the word of the Father, be peace for the people of God. May the faithful counselor bring peace to all nations. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit. And that's our Bishop, Joe Vasquez, speaking right now. Let us pray. O God, who established Holy Church, built upon the foundation of the apostles, with Christ Jesus himself as chief cornerstone, grant that the people gathered in your name may revere you, love you, follow you, and grow into the temple of your glory, until led by you they come at last to the heavenly city. Our Lord. Amen. Now Father Will Stratton, pastor of St. Mary's Catholic Center, is going to proclaim the gospel. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, but, but not do what I command? I will show you what someone is like who comes to me, listens to my words, and acts on them. That one is like a man building a house who dug deeply and laid the foundation on rock. When the flood came, the rivers burst against that house, but could not shake it, because it, was, it had been built well. But the one who listens and does not act is like a person who built a house on the ground without a foundation. When the river burst against it, it collapsed, Lord Jesus Christ. Now Bishop Vasquez is going to deliver a very brief homily to the gathered. Brothers and sisters, just a short little reflection. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, but do not do what I command? I will show you what someone is like who comes to me, listens to my word, and acts on them. This comes from the Gospel of Luke. The gospel we just heard in Mass, and now we have this gospel. If there was anyone who listened to the Word of God and responded to it, it was certainly our Blessed Mother. She listened, heard, and responded perfectly. Therefore, this wonderful church that will be built here will be a sign to us of us being faithful to that holy and sacred Word. As we hear it, we will ponder it, but then we must live it. It's not enough for just knowing it or understanding it, but then practicing it and putting it into effect. So may it be that we will not only be hearers of the word, but we may also act upon God's holy word. Let us pray. 
Bishop Vasquez is now going to commence the blessing of the site. O oh God, who so filled the entire world with your holiness, that your name may be glorified where Bless these your sons and daughters by their gifts of labor. Have made this site ready for a church to be built for you. Grant that in the same unity of heart and joy or spirit, which brings them together today for this first step, they may one day celebrate the divine mysteries in your temple and together praise you without end in heaven through Christ our Lord. Amen. Now Bishop Joe is uh, exiting this podium and he's going to begin processing around the perimeter of the church as I explained earlier. Sprinkling He's making his way towards the site of the altar, where right now there's a church uh, cross-standing. We've got some more beautiful chant by Becca Gerhardt in the background. I'll let you listen to that. Great is the Lord, and highly to be praised. In the city of our God. As expected, those are some Aggie whoops in the background, too. The excitement and joy of the sprinkling commencing. Bishop Joe also sprinkled, sprinkled the uh, scraper that I was telling you about in the background. And the towers of Jerusalem built with gems. Hallelujah. The mighty Lots of bright faces, folks. Lots of happiness and joy, uh, excitement, Thanks, thanksgiving, gratitude. Very pregnant uh, place that we're in right now. As we have heard, so we have seen. In the city of my God, in the city of the Lord of hosts, which God establishes forever. If you hear some clanking and banging in the background, that's the uh, dignitaries being fitted with their hard hats and their ceremonial gold shovels. You merciful love, O God, we ponder in your temple. Your praise, O God, like your name, reaches the ends of the earth. All your walls will be of precious stones, and the towers of Jerusalem built with gems of Bishop Vasquez is now that returned to the podium. Sprinkling is at an end. Our God, our God and Correction. Always. Now he's blessing and sprinkling he the dirt. Ceremonial dirt. Sprinkling his assembled priest. Now he's sprinkling the assembled congregation. Built with gems, Amen. Ooh, Father Will took that one right in the eye, I think, folks. (laughs) 
And the bishop is placing the shovels along mm -hmm. with the other dignitaries in the dirt now. Okay. And they're lifting up the dirt and turning it. You can see the, the joy and the expressions. Yeah, lots of excitement. It's really awesome, folks. It's a long time in coming for even just this day. We're all so full of joy. Full of the joy of what the Lord wants to do at St. Mary's. Now Deacon David Mays is going to come to the podium to uh, offer the prayers for faithful, I believe. He is one of the deacons assigned here at St. Mary's Catholic Center. Now our Aggie ambassadors, their blue coats look awesome as they uh, are uh, yeah. taking the ceremonial shovels. Blue and placing for the uh, color of the Virgin Mary. Yeah, they're quite looking sharp, mm. very sharp. Ooh. Great look, looking group of folks. Kind of want to get myself one of those. <laughs> awesome, they're taking off their hard hats too. Hard hats removed, shovels. Dear brothers and sisters, let us pray to God the Almighty Father. That as he has gathered his people here for the building of a new church to his name, so also he will be pleased to make them into the living temple of his glory, built up upon the cornerstone of Christ his Son. And now here's Deacon David Reed. That overcoming the divisions of sin, God will graciously gather his scattered people into one. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That God will be pleased always to set firmly on the solid rock of his church those who through their donations and labors are committed to this great work. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That our brothers and sisters who are prevented by adverse circumstances from building churches dedicated to God's name may strive to build themselves into a living temple, bearing witness to their faith and to God's glory. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord hear our prayer. That all here present, as living stones hewn and dressed by God's hand, may be found worthy to enter into the divine mysteries that will be celebrated in this place. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord hear our prayer. Let us join the voice of the church at prayer to the voice of Christ, imploring the heavenly Father in the words his Son has taught us. And so with one heart, let us say, Our, our Father, Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. We glorify you, Lord, Holy Father, for in your kindness you entrust the construction of sacred buildings to your faithful, whom the waters of rebirth have made into your holy temple. Look with favor upon your sons and daughters, who have gathered here with joy to begin work on a new church. Grant that they may grow into the temple of your glory until shaped by your grace. They are assembled by your hand in the heavenly city through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your 
May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. This has been, what do you think, huh? It's been amazing. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to have Bishop Vasquez over here in just a few minutes, I'm Excellent. told. And we're going to get right. his thoughts on this day. Um, but, man, that was a beautiful, brief ceremony. Oh, my gosh, yes. It was just so joyful. Could you just and feel here it? here is His Excellency. Awesome. Yes, Bishop Vasquez, thank you for being with us. Thanks for joining yes, sir. us. And yeah, this is my this nice to see you, Bishop. Nice to see you. Yes, he's sitting down now. He's going to have a little Thaddeus's questions ready, so he can uh, have a few words with the bishop. So we're so glad and we welcome him here today. Well, this was a this is a real treat for me to uh, speak with uh, the bishop uh, bishop of the diocese of Austin. The last time I saw you were at the uh, Catholic Charities Giving Day. We were out doing corporal works of mercy. Uh, giving out food to those who are in attendance, and now here you are uh, blessing a new church. What does it mean to you to come here today to College Station, to St. Mary's, um, to bless this ground? Why, why do we need to bless the elements of creation for you a know, new church? You know, ever since... Uh, ever since... Uh, thank you very much, Thaddeus. I appreciate it. This is a great opportunity to be with you, and uh, hope that our listeners are going to enjoy uh, a little bit of reflecting on what's going on here highly significant in the life of the church of the diocese of austin to dedicate a new church to open a new church so here we have just done the first step which is blessing the ground we break the ground turn uh, groundbreaking which is so significant because it's the first step in the building 
But we not only just break ground, we also ask God to bless the ground. Right. Because it's significant that this place is going to be dedicated to God, which is for His honor and His glory. And so this place is going to be truly sacred. We know that even from the Old Testament, there were certain places that were considered sacred by the people of God. Israel had encounters with God at different places, whether it was on Mount Sinai or the different patriarchs and the prophets. They encountered God in those places. Even to this day, they're still considered sacred. And we still call that place the Holy, holy Land, Land right. because it's holy, it's sacred. And of course, it belongs uh, to Jesus as well because that was his own homeland. So it's significant that we honor and dedicate this place to God. The building that eventually will rise from this place will eventually be something of, of dedicated to God, completely dedicated to God. But the other element, which is so important and significant, that the building itself really represents the people. Mm. The holy temple is us. The holy body of Christ is us. We're the ones. So this building that's going to be exquisite, magnificent, beautiful, uh, inspiring, uh, is going to be a place where people can say, I can find God there, but they should also know that really the body of Christ, every time it gathers, we are the living stones that make up the building of God. So it's important that we see this place as really that. It's sacred, it's holy, but it's because God has called us to be also sacred and holy. Well, you, you anticipated one of my next questions, which was <laughs> going to be, we as Catholics, we have a very different understanding of the role that physical buildings play compared to our separated brethren. Yes. So this place is going to be holy and sacred even when the congregation's not gathered inside. It's, Reflect on that a little bit more yes. for our uh, listeners. For, first of all, every time the church gathers, which of course we say that in, in one of the Eucharistic prayers, number three, I think I believe it says very clearly, you have summoned your people before you. Mm. And that Eucharistic prayer, it says very clearly, so we're not just just decided to show up. <laughs> we know that God is calling us to be here. We are to be here because that's what he's asked of us. So that's utterly significant from other congregations that say, well, we might go, we might not go to church, or I can stay at home and that's okay with right, me. So this is part pray. of the Sunday obligation. You're this saying. is part of a precept of the church. The church says very clearly, we are obligated as Catholics to come and join with the community and then to celebrate Eucharist, which is the highest expression of prayer, the supreme prayer that we have in the Catholic Church. Right. There is no greater prayer than the Eucharist. So we are obligated as Catholics, and I hope our people understand that, that even though it's pandemic right now, and yes, yeah, some people may be afraid and they can't come for different reasons, the Church gives that understanding that they don't, they're not obligated because in case they're sick or they have other responsibilities that prevent them from coming. But for us who are healthy and for us who can come, we're obligated to be here at church. So this coming Sunday, I'm going to rescind now uh, mm, that yes. protocol, which allowed people to decide whether they could come or not. As I said, and I said it before, if they can go to HEB and to Best Buy and to any other place and shop for 30, 45 minutes, an hour, they can certainly come to church. <laughs> so, so and it's going to be good for their souls. To it's be, great to be for church. their souls. The other thing I want to say is, in this church, like churches throughout the whole world, people are going to bring their children to be baptized here. Mm -hmm. Marriages are going to be celebrated here. First communions are going to be celebrated here. 
when someone dies, their body's going to be brought here. Yes. And we're going to send them back to God, commend that soul to God. We're going to bless that body here uh, so that people know that this is a sacred place. This is where our, really our sacramental life begins. We enter through the pool, through the waters of baptism. And when we die, we also are sent back to God. So that's why we've got to come to church. So church is the place that, that we encounter the living God. As I said, Eucharist is the supreme culmination of all of our prayers. But also for us as Catholics, we also uh, reserve a special place we call the tabernacle for the Blessed Sacrament. So that when people come here, Christ will be here. And he will be. 24 hours a day. Yeah, whenever one, somebody wants to pray, they can come to church and they know Christ is really here. He is there, present, waiting for me to spend a little time with him. So that's why this is so important, so sacred. It's exciting time for me. It's a wonderful time for the church. It's a great blessing, as I said in my homily. Priests, uh, the people of God, students for this for a long, long time. So it's a dream that's become now a reality. It's the first step. Yes. It's a first step. Now that brings me to my, you're anticipating my questions very well. <laughs> so my next thing I wanted to get your thoughts on was, you you appreciate it so much when people give to the diocesan service appeals, for example, when people give their, their treasure, right? And so what does it mean to you to see that the people of God in this place have contributed so much treasure, so much of their uh, time and effort in organizing the creation of this new church? What does that say to you? It it says to me, I mean, people really love, people really love uh, their, uh, their church here. (laughs) They love what's happening here. And obviously God has really worked in their lives. How do we know that? I mean, we know that for several reasons. Uh, One of those ways is the amount of vocations that this place has produced. This uh, St. Mary's here in College Station has given us the church well over a hundred vocations, not just to the diocese, but to religious communities and to other dioceses, men and women who consecrated and dedicated their lives to God and to serve the church. So to me, it's just another expression of this is indeed what God is doing here. And so we want to indeed um, raise this place up to God and continue this great work. Uh, as, as the bishop of the diocese, I'm also responsible for these different campus ministries throughout the diocese. So we have mm-hmm. major universities, not just here at Texas A&M, but also throughout the diocese. My responsibility is to make sure that our students, especially the Catholic students, are cared for. And so I've got to provide priests and I've got to provide resources, and I've got to provide staff for them so that they're able to know that they have the sacraments here. I want to make sure that their parents know that we're here taking care of their children spiritually. Mm-hmm. So not just are they going to get a good education here, but they're also being taken care of spiritually. They're being fed, nourished, sustained, strengthened to be indeed bold uh, disciples of the Lord Jesus so they can witness to their Catholic faith wherever they go, even long after they've left the university, even after they've left St. Mary's. They can still take their Catholic faith with them and live it out there well and in a great way that gets witness to Jesus Christ. Wow. Um, thank you. Thank you for those words, Bishop. Um, to, to wrap up, on a, on a lighter note, um, I've been reading about the construction in the 4th century of the old St. Peter's Basilica in yes, Rome. that's right. And I guess tradition has it that the Emperor Constantine, he took 
the first 12 baskets of earth from the initial uh, excavation, and he carried those baskets of spoil away. Yeah. One basket each for the 12 apostles. Sure. So now, you know, we're here in Aggie land, <laughs> and 12 is a pretty holy number uh, here, too. <laughs> it so certainly is. <laughs> I was just wondering, you know, what do you say? Can we plan on having you come back? Uh, we've got this great excavator in the background. Can we get you to come back here and get behind the sticks of that thing and I, take the first 12 I, shovelfuls out? I, you know, Thaddeus, I, I think it's much easier nowadays in the time of Constantine <laughs> that we could be able to do that in such a way that would show to the world, yeah, 12 is highly significant. I mentioned in the Mass today, uh, we had 12 priests present. Ah. So I kind of brought a little bit of an excitement to the, yes. to the congregation when I mentioned that. Everyone just kind of excited and clapped. So there were 10 priests with me around the altar. There were two priests who were visiting as well and sitting out there in the congregation. And so I yes. recognize them as well. So uh, 12 is highly significant. It's a great sign. Uh, 12 apostles, as you said. But I think it, here in Aggieland, it represents so much more of the the student body being in solidarity with one another yes. and supporting each other, especially uh, football season, and yes. standing up throughout the whole game and just cheering on the team to win. And so it's a great excitement, great blessing. Uh, but we as Catholics can incorporate that into our theology and our understanding of what it means that 12 is sacred to us because 12 apostles, the 12 patriarchs, Christ himself constituted the very beginnings of that church. It's that 12. foundation on the rock it like is. was in the Gospel of Luke that you proclaimed. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a, just a joyful occasion. It's just a wonderful time. I can see the excitement in people's uh, faces. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's just a great thing. So I, I'm so pleased. So I thank you all for your presence here today and supporting oh, an and all the good work that's going on here. Y'all are doing that. And so... Uh, the bishop, I just want to say thank you very much for You're Red Sea doing this great work. You're welcome. And with that in mind, could you just finish your time with us by giving our listeners your, sure. your, your blessing, sure. please? Certainly. Let's ask the Lord to bless us all. And especially here we are in these days uh, before we celebrate the great solemnity and feast of the Holy Spirit Pentecost. The Lord be with you. And with, with your, your spirit. spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God bless all of you. Thank you for our listeners. It's a great day. Please continue to pray. If you can support the great project here, that would also be a great thing. So thanks again, and many blessings. And I look forward to the day when this church will be finished and completed. We'll get you back here for that, for sure. We will. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Your Excellency. Thank appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thank you. That was Bishop Joe Vasquez. Yes, we thank him so much for joining us. Uh, great interview, Thaddeus. I thought it was really great. It went well. <laughs> Thanks, Pam. Yeah. and uh, I, I had fun asking him about uh, putting him on the spot, so to speak, about the uh, excavator. Yes. I love I had never known that about the dirt and the, the 12 a different kind of, would you say, buckets that he yeah. like transported that's, to that's make some, it. That's some, some uh, small tea tradition that, that uh, yeah. the Emperor Constantine hauled those hold those away. Well, I dare say we have the same amount of excitement around here as they may have had all those many centuries ago. So many centuries ago. This, um, I think that's the one thing that stands out to me today. Mm -hmm. Thaddeus is just the sheer joy and the exuberance that we feel in the air and, and see in the faces. Yeah. My brothers and sisters, yeah. if you can see all these glowing faces, um, many, many of us have uh, been watching this campaign grow. 
throughout the years. So today is just such a beautiful kind of epicenter of a of the next step. You know, God is so incremental, and this is one of those beautiful steps. The blessing of this ground. No, it's just beautiful to have all of our visitors here. Thaddeus, do you want to introduce our our next group? So yeah. I'd like to introduce Gary and B.B. Young, who are listeners and supporters of Red Sea Catholic Radio in our Waco area. And so we'd love to have them on to talk about why they believe in St. Mary's and and specifically uh, their experience while they were here as, as old ags here at St. Mary's as well. So, Gary? Thanks a lot, Dennis. Uh, I guess I was just trying to remember it's been... 20, 30 years we've been associated with uh, probably closer to 30 when we first started coming to College Station okay. and, and helping out with the uh, uh, the church here and being a part of it. And So we go way back and we're real familiar or I guess most impressed by the number of vocations that come out of here and the spirit that Indeed. you can feel whenever, whenever you're in the church here. Uh, were y'all in Aggie vocation here yourselves? Did y'all meet here through St. Mary's or at the school? Well, we met here at the school. We didn't meet through St. Mary's. Okay. We met through mutual friends. Wonderful. Um, but we he's a class of 77. I'm a class of 79. Whoop. That's awesome. And it's just amazing to see how this church is here. I mean, there wasn't the student center. There wasn't any right. of that. It's just amazing, and then coming back here now, going into the church, and, and seeing it just packed with students, and they're all singing, and it's it's just really it's 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 a it's a privilege to be part of it. Have y'all been uh, have y'all been privileged to see a daily mass and how crowded those are? Yes, now that's what really amazes me. It's, it's amazing, amazing on because I used to occasionally go to daily mass when I lived here, as I it was nothing like it, that. It was ten people upstairs in the back choir room, basically. That's a choir room now when, yes. when I was here uh, back in 92 and so yeah to see hundreds of kids that tells you the Holy Spirit is truly moving. Yeah especially on a football weekend on a Friday afternoon to find the church full of students yeah. going to mass that was incredible. It is incredible. Yeah. What is the rule you got to be here by what 9.15 or 9.30 <laughs> for the 10 o'clock mass? <laughs> Y'all should try the Easter vigil it's it's a line in three hours in advance oh for a four hour mass so yeah it's it's a beautiful. Uh, it's a beautiful privilege for us to be a part of it. Red Sea Catholic Radio being just upstairs here in the in the uh, new student center, and we're about to have the new church. And uh, I just want to thank y'all both for being such a great part of that. Oh, we we appreciate it. We also uh, appreciate having, I guess you'd say, a product of St. Mary's and Father Ryan over at St. Louis Parish. Right. We kind of stole him away and. Uh, saw him here today and he's kind of grinning from ear to ear yeah just just being here and as we are and it's it's great to be a part of it yeah definitely well thank y'all both for coming by i appreciate it so much it was just great to see you again here in town and and uh we'll be in touch with y'all soon and and thank y'all for coming down from the waco area so a shout out to all our kyar listeners there we got we got some of your local people here that are supporting St. Mary's. It's just a beautiful center, beautiful weather. We ordered some great weather today. Perfect. It's perfect. Thanks well, for having Gary us. Gary and B.B. Young, thank you all so much for coming by today.
All right, Pam, let's continue on for Red Sea Roundup. All right. Uh, do we have one more interview? I think that the... We uh, don't currently have anybody lined Davises, up at this point. I think we're wanting to okay, come up great. and speak. I don't know. We may see if they would like to come on. Yeah, uh, let's see if we could get the, the Davis family coming right, over. Right, because he was here earlier. Do you see him? Yes. Well, let me go ask sure. him. Sure. We'd love to have him on. So, yeah, as I mentioned, we're uh, in the middle, uh, toward the end of Red Sea Roundup. we got about 10 minutes left. We're here live at the St. Mary's Catholic Center in College Station, the groundbreaking for the brand new church. We're broadcasting on Red Sea Catholic Radio, KEDC 88.5 FM in the Brazos Valley, Central Texas 98.3 FM, KYAR. And in Palestine, we are at, oops, sorry about that, we are at 107.9 FM, KINF in Palestine. And we have Mr. and Miss Davis. They are both big supporters here at St. Mary's, uh, faculty here, administration here at Texas A&M University. And we're going to hand them the mic, which has seemed to disappear. There it is on well, the table. As uh, someone who's been a part of St. Mary's just as a, you know, a non-student parishioner, it's been so lovely to always see you guys at Mass. It's just been such a blessing. So I'm like, oh, there's some people that I actually know. You're not from out of town. You're from local. So we just thank you for joining us today and all you do for um, the Catholic Center. Well, if you could introduce yourselves to our listeners to see who, say who's on the, the microphone now, sir. Good morning. Uh, I'm Eddie Joe Davis and my wife, Joanne. Good morning. Yeah. Oh, so tell me what your involvement is with this. How long have you guys been around and involved in St. Mary's? Uh, we were asked uh, uh, about three or four years ago by Father Brian McMaster to be co-chairs of the steering committee that would be raising the funds for the church. Nice. So we've, we uh, feel pretty good about today, you might imagine. Oh, it's a blessing. Yeah, it's been a long time in coming, hasn't it? Yes, it has. But uh, it's been a, a, a work of love for us, and uh, we've enjoyed every minute of it. And the fruits of it, you can just see today, the faces. Yes. Can you I see can't that? imagine if the students could have been here, what it would have been like. I said we'd still be giving communion. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, we're doing it right after the break, right? They've gone home. So y'all have been here as a labor of love from the very beginning. But you also attend Mass here, is that correct? Yes, yes. This is our parish. This like is your parish. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. So what do you think about these daily Masses that we have with all those students? Uh, unbelievable. They're just inspiration to all of us. It so is. It they so really is. are. It's a beautiful thing to see in our community. So many kids going to church and praying during the weekend on yeah. Sundays. It's just every unbelievable. Now, did y'all attend A&M as well? Uh, yes, I did. Uh, before women were admitted. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I met Joanne uh, on a blind date while I was here at A&M. So we... Uh, We've got together and been together 53 years. So. With St. Mary's, oh. St. Mary's here at that time? It was here. Yeah. I was not Catholic. I'm a convert. Oh, wow. So, uh, so am I. So I'm in good company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. My a student here, and he actually came to the dedication of St. Mary's at that time. Did he yeah. really? What so, a great story. Yeah. Well, this is the second church we're uh, we're dedicating or building here. Oh, so. Nice. That's a good thing. That's right. And this start, what did you think about the ceremony oh, of the blessing? Beautiful. Yeah, it was really very moving, and, um, you know, I think we've been involved in the fundraising for this, and obviously what you see in students and what you see in terms of their spirituality and what they do has been very motivational to donors. They want this Catholic faith and the tradition to continue on. It's going to be a really wonderful thing to see be being built. 
Well, thank you guys so much for all your love. First of all, your faith is a witness to the students and to me as well. So it's so good to have you both. And thank you for all the love and hard work you poured thank in. Thank you guys for being here. This is very special. Thanks thank be to you God. So much. Thanks be to God. Thank you all so much. Well, we are uh, still here at the groundbreaking ceremony, and we thank God for wonderful weather. Oh, Not man. too much wind at all, no rain. Uh, we had a goalie washer last night, and so uh, right. we were all a little bit worried about uh, where we were going to hold the groundbreaking and if there was actually going to be a groundbreaking. So we were able to ha have it outdoors here in the parking lot where the ground will actually be broken mm -hmm. to lay the foundation for this church, which should be built here in the next few years. So just kind of round out this last few minutes that we have on Roundup, I just want to, as a, a convert of 30 plus years now, to see the procession of the seminarians and the priests and before that the people that gathered and then the chanting and the love and reverence in which our Catholic faith um, embraces Catholicism, embraces creation. Yes. It was just such an amazing, we are such a visual church and today is one of those moments where I am just so, so very proud to be Catholic Indeed. and to see the way that we just love each other and love God's creation around us. Indeed. We, we have an, another guest here, our own very own Caitlin Brightwell. She is our administrative coordinator for all of Red Sea Catholic Radio. Uh, Caitlin herself is a convert and a product here of St. Mary's Catholic Center. Caitlin? Indeed. Uh, I came to, started coming to St. Mary's in 2016 with my now husband and got interested in the Catholic faith and... I went through RCIA here and I received all my sacraments as well as getting married here in 2017. So it's pretty sentimental, you know. Happy it, five year anniversary. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Wow. I, I can't believe it's been that long. But St. Mary's has definitely been a special place. Even though we're not parishioners here, we still come here mm -hmm. pretty frequently and it always just brings back memories of converting and getting married and my sacraments so it's pretty special Indeed. to say i received all my sacraments in one one church right wow. here it's pretty neat yeah Indeed, that's so great. I mean, just me is just knowing um, the family you married into for many, many years now, too. It's just such a blessing to see your faith bloom, too, and just have a small part of just knowing you. So this has been so amazing. I, I'm just so full of joy for this whole, all this going on and just the goodness that I know that God wants to pour on his people through this Catholic center. Mm. Yeah, I, I've always said if every Catholic church was as great as St. Mary's, everyone would remain Catholic. Yes. <laughs> that's how much I love it here. And that's the energy and the, just the goodness and the spirit active, right. being active and alive here. It's just very evident. Well, you know, I think it goes to the heart of the mission is forming disciples and apostles for Christ here at St. Mary's to go out then and feed the world, which that is what you're doing now because you go yeah. out into the community and be that light for others. And you are a shining light, Caitlin. Thank you. Yeah. And you know what? Red Sea Catholic Radio truly is a product of St. Mary's Catholic Center, not just because we're located upstairs here, but because, you know, we, we founded that with our family and we felt that calling to continue to share Christ's light to the world. And, and honestly, the Holy Spirit, besides hitting me upside the head with a two by four, uh, to make it obvious for me, let us know Catholic Radio is the way that our family was called to do that. So, mm -hmm. But we found our formation together. My wife, Darby, and I uh, met here. We got married. 
through uh, St. Mary's and the clergy uh, here. Father Leon Strider, as I mentioned, married us. So um, a lot of great things have happened. There's a lot of great St. Mary's babies that have come, mm-hmm. you know, through mm-hmm. from their parents being uh, introduced here at, at St. Mary's Catholic Center. So uh, lots of vocations of all types. And also Red Sea Catholic Radio is what helped my conversion. I listened to it pretty much every day while I was discerning becoming Catholic. So thanks be to it's God. just all in one. The fact that Red Sea is located in St. Mary's and it's just great. Well, we got about 30 seconds left, Pam. Right. So if you well, want to wrap this day I up. I do. I just want to um, in conclude this day with just the overwhelming feeling of being proud of being Catholic and just being a part of this day. We're so thankful to God for such the beauty that is. And we pray that you will join the us Catholic next Church. time on Red Sea Roundup. But until then, go and love your neighbor. Indeed. Go and love your neighbor.